It's back to school time. Hi everyone, Brian McElhatton here with the ABC 21 Daily. We've told you about district plans in most places in the area. A lot of districts have a mask optional policy right now. Fort Wayne Community Schools will require its students to wear masks. What about the Catholic schools? Jeff Newmeyer's at Bishop Dwanger with an update on them. Yeah, Brian, you know, I should say to start with, Bishop Lures got going back on Tuesday. Today was the first day of classes here at Bishop Dwanger. And on that question of masking up for local Catholic schools, currently there really is no right or wrong answer. Uh, the policy for students attending Catholic schools in the Fort Wayne South Bend Diocese right now, masks are optional. Across the territory covered by the diocese, however, I'm told pastors, principals, school boards, and other decision makers are monitoring COVID cases in their areas, tracking guidance from the CDC and other health agencies and are able to make some individual tweaks to practices, protocols, or and, and prevention strategies if deemed appropriate, so long as they don't violate the bishop's specific directives or any applica applicable government mandates. Vaccinations are encouraged but not required for students and staff. Early in the summer, Dwanger's principal looked at the COVID numbers and felt a sense of relief. Up until three weeks ago, I was I was happy and ready to go. So, but uh, we're going to take it day by day, week by week. And uh, if things start getting worse, then of course we may have to uh, switch or switch the gear, or, okay, and and go back to where masks are mandatory. I hope that doesn't happen, though. I think our staff here at uh, Bishop Dwanger is doing a great job um, keeping the Board of Health um, their guidelines in you know. Um, in mind and I think that here if something does happen if we do have an outbreak our staff knows how to handle that. We always have to worry about cleaning and things there's that general stuff but we were hoping we wouldn't have to worry about the masks and things this year but things change and and that's what we have to do is we have to roll with whatever's happening. But again still optional. Still optional at this point. Now when it comes to people attending Catholic Mass here in the diocese masks are still optional not required but the church at least a number of parishes have cordoned off space in their church buildings for folks who want to wear a mask to allow them some distance from others attending without a mask on. And certain parishes, Brian, I'm told, are reserving some services for only those willing to mask up. All of these policies and practices, of course, for Catholic schools and a lot of other organizations, actually, subject to change if the COVID environment uh, has some changes as well. Back to you. As we record this on Thursday, thousands of people in Indiana and in southern Michigan are still without power. Overall, more than 64,000 INM customers lost power in the area because of the strong and severe storms this week. We're told a thousand INM workers have repaired 41 broken poles, 24 damaged transformers, and 220 down power lines. As of this afternoon, 15,000 people were still in the dark. 90% of Fort Wayne customers who have the lights out should have their power back on tonight. That's what INM is projecting at this point. Once crews get most of the main lines repaired, we're told they will shift their attention to the neighborhoods. The Indiana Attorney General's Office will appeal a federal ruling that declared several state abortion laws unconstitutional. Earlier this week, U.S. District Court Judge Sarah Evans Barker stopped laws banning telemedicine consultations for women seeking abortions and some other abortion restrictions, too. The AG will ask the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals to review Barker's ruling and asks Barker to put a hold on her injunction. 
The Census Bureau just released new data detailing which counties grew their population the most over the past decade and, of course, which counties lost more people than they gained. Overall, our region grew by about 38,000 people. Allen County gained the lion's share of Northeast Indiana residents, growing 8.5% from 2010 to 2020. More than 385,000 people now call the county home. LaGrange County grew by 8.9%. The counties that saw the biggest decline include Wabash County and Paulding County. Following a national trend, more people tend to be moving to the counties with big cities. Now, the way population is distributed plays a key role in redistricting for congressional and state seats. That process will begin in September in Indiana. Rachel Blakeman with Purdue Fort Wayne's Community Research Institute. She shares her takeaways on the numbers. Obviously, we would like to see strong birth rates. But we'd also like to see the other component of population gain is migration, people moving here, that vote of confidence. They're moving here probably because of moving back for family or moving here for a job. So not only do we want to get them here, we want to keep them here. And you can read more about that story. Dive into those numbers on our website, WPTA21.com. The Census Bureau at census.gov also put that data on their website. It's a lot to decipher, a lot to look through, but it is interesting if you want to take a look at that. Another story coming across right now, the U.S. is sending 3,000 troops into Afghanistan to evacuate a civilian personnel. The State Department has a number of staffers there in Kabul. Uh, the U.S. military is going to use those 3,000 troops to evacuate them and uh, some of the Afghan interpreters that work with them as the Taliban gains ground. Now, you remember the U.S. has withdrawn most of its combat troops from that country. It's been a process playing out over the summer. As that's happened, the Taliban has swept in behind the American troops to take back territory, and there are growing fears now that the Taliban will take Kabul, the Afghan capital. And so the U.S. military is evacuating State Department personnel very quickly. We're told troops should arrive at the airport in Kabul within 24 to 48 hours. We will follow that story as those details come in. And those are the top stories we're watching for you here on the ABC 21 Daily. We hope you'll join us tomorrow for more news. Until then, take care.